Time to look back at the last Forge FC contest. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. Here is Match and Review. My word, what a rocket. With Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans, Anthony Urcioli with you. It's the Match in Review. I'm still catching my breath. Forge FC is CPL Finals bound. They're headed to Ottawa to take on Atletico Ottawa in the CPL final, the fourth consecutive final for Forge FC. And they got there by beating Cavalry FC 2-1 on their home field right here at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. It was an eventful first half, and that's putting it mildly. Red cards for both clubs, Kyle Becker on one side. Uh, so it was 10-10 v in the second half. This Tim Hortons field is one of the bigger pitches in the CPL, and Forge took full advantage, jumping out to a 2-0 lead and then holding Cavalry off even after that deficit was cut. Here's what you're in for. Uh, we're going to catch up. First of all, we're going to go down to the uh, post-match press conferences. Head coach, technical director, Bobby Smirniotis, will speak. Uh, also, Forge forward, David Chouanier, one of the goal scorers. Pasillas, the other, on a penalty. So we'll hear from those two. Also, I was able to grab some instant reaction after the match. Alex Ashenyoti Janssen, Daniel Kurtzen, a surprise start for Daniel. Uh, we weren't sure what his status was going to be. He had been coming back from injury. Uh, but Daniel back in the lineup and playing a huge role. That's one of the many things that Bobby Smirniotis touched on in his post-match press conference. Before we go to that, though, before we send it down there, let's get that instant reaction uh, that I mentioned earlier. First, let's check in with Alex Ashton Yodianson. I'm going to warn you, it's not the easiest to hear. I know it's not what you're, you want to hear, you know, especially if you're just listening, but it's because the fans, the fans were unbelievable on this day at Tim Hortons Field. The players got huge, huge energy from them. Um, and listen, it's it's you might as well hear it for yourself. Now remember, this is after the match. You can imagine what they sounded like during. Here's what Alex had to say when I caught up with him. Uh, no, it's a, it's a great thing for us, I think. Especially uh, before the two men get sent off, the first half we're dominating totally. I think we deserve a goal at least in the first half, but we were comfortable the way it was, and we knew the goal was going to come in the second half they did. Uh, we relaxed a little too much there after the goal, but hey, we saw it out. What about the fans here today cheering you guys on yeah, right to the end? It's been amazing. It's been amazing every year. We're so grateful for each and every one that's been here all year. It's, it's been unreal. All right, off to, off to Ottawa now. Do you have to take a few moments to let this settle in, or are you already looking forward to the trip? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm always looking forward to it. This is a great win, but... Big one comes next week. Yeah, there's Alex taking in the uh, the sights and sounds, and you were able to take in some of those sounds as well. Daniel Crutzen, we weren't sure if he was going to make it into the starting lineup. He had missed a few weeks due to injury, but he was back in, and Bobby said it I don't know how many times. Daniel Crutzen, he believes, many believe, the best center back in the Canadian Premier League and he hasn't played much this season just his third start because of those injuries two separate injuries he had to battle back from but he made it to the big one in the semi-final and um, if all things go according to plan we will probably see him in the final as well here's Daniel Crutzen and this is a little bit out. it's a little quieter because by then the fans had kind of left here's Daniel post-match 
I mean, amazing. I'm trying. I'm trying not to go inside just to take it all in. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. All these fans, just uh, it's just crazy. It just feels amazing. Yeah. When you see players getting sent off, kind of a chaotic first half. What did it take to just be able to settle in and refocus? Yeah, it was tough to to get the nerves down a little bit after that red card. But then, I think after five or ten minutes, they got a red card, so you get a feel of it's it's fair game now. So I think we did a good job of just settling down and yeah, just keep playing our game. Too early to start talking about Ottawa, or is your mind already shift focus? Uh, my mind's already there, I think. Uh, but definitely going to enjoy this one tonight. Yeah, this team was so excited to win this match. And you could, I mean, I spent some time on the sidelines in this one. It was a pressure cooker for both coaches. Tommy Wilden Jr., cavalry coach. Not an overly, um, let's say he's a pretty even-keeled, calm guy, but you could tell the semi, it's a semifinal, and you can tell the moment kind of got a hold of him. And we'll also hear from him, by the way, in his post-match uh, press conference because, you know, Tommy Wilden had some interesting things to say. He was a little more focused on the officiating and the red cards. Of course, you would expect that from the team that lost in this match compared to uh, Forge. He was just, you know, happy to get the victory. And surely they earned it because they thoroughly outplayed Calvary from pretty much from start to finish. They got the start they wanted and Forge played exactly they want the way they wanted to and they got the start they wanted to and they weren't able to cash in on some of those earlier opportunities in the first half but finally it paid off in the second okay we're ready now let's go down to coach Bobby Smirniotis and his post-match press conference and then after that we'll hear from David Chouanier and Tommy Wilton Jr. but first here's Bobby Attack after attack, good opportunities, uh, good chances, exactly what we wanted to see. Uh, good overloads on the right-hand side. Uh, Sissoko, Schwanier, Ramad did an excellent job there. Uh, Borges found himself in the pockets where we wanted to. So I think tactically uh, uh, we had a good game plan. And the, the most important thing is you, you can have a great game plan, but the players have to execute. And, and the players executed. And uh, credit to them. And then the, the game becomes interesting after a few red cards. And you know, then you have to think quick because tactics uh, change. Um, you can uh, you can outthink yourself as a coach a little bit, or remain kind of on the same path uh, going forward, and that's what we kind of chose for in the second half. Speaking about that chaotic first half, you go into halftime, and how do you just to get everyone kind of settled, regrouped, refocused? What what maybe just talk about your ability to do that? I think the most important thing that starts with uh, with the coaches. You know, you got to walk into the room and uh, not think about uh, what's just happened there in the last five minutes, but think about how you're going to make sure you give a clear message to the players on what they've done and what you want to see in the second half. And I think that's what we stuck with. Talked a little bit about the the tactics and how we wanted our shape, both uh, on the ball and off the ball. And again, the guys have done an uh, excellent job in the in the second half, and the key players have come up in key moments. Uh, what was it about the the right flank that uh, really enticed you guys to attack there? Because it seemed like the vast majority of your your movements, and obviously the first goal as well, came uh, from that side. I think there's an obvious mismatch over there. You know, Norman's a good defender, but uh, you know, on that side, on the left side between him and Trafford, we we knew we can expose him getting in behind. Um, with both of them, we've seen that in in games that uh, that we've played. Uh, so we wanted to stick with that. Klomp was uh, always chasing Borges to the inside, and when he wasn't, we had a lot of space to get him the ball in there. So the players had two choices there. Um, so in our build up and our position play phase of the game, it was pretty uh, clear instructions on how the ball needed to move, and the guys executed. And just reaching a fourth straight final, what does that mean to you and, and the club? 
I think it's the least you can ask for all the time. You know, it's one thing we talk about at the beginning of the year. Everyone wants to s says they want to win a championship. We know in sports it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you play your whole life. Uh, you can coach your whole life and not be part of it. Uh, but as a club, it's the least that we want. We want to be able to compete for trophies in, in any competition uh, that we're in. We've shown that in the past and last year with, with really trying to make a run at, at CONCACAF. And then you come to, to this season and this is what we have ahead of us. So I think it's the least we ask of ourselves as a club. And now you go into a one game. And uh, anything can happen in those. We've beaten a lot of these uh, very important games in different competitions. And obviously in the, in the Canadian Premier League, it, it's a fourth uh, visit to the finals. And hopefully we can add a friend to those other trophies that are sitting inside there. Bobby, uh, walk us through uh, just your range of emotions in that 10-minute span in the second half where all the goals were scored, if you could. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as I've said, and I think in a previous uh, interview, I don't get uh, too excited about things. You know, we've won championships, and I think I'm excited for about 10 minutes, and then we move on. Uh, because the one thing you know is you score a goal, uh, okay, you're up one goal, great. A lot of things can happen. You score uh, a second goal, there's still 15 minutes or so uh, left in the game. Everything can happen, so you got to make sure you keep a, keep a cool head and you leave your emotions uh, for the end of the game. Um, Cavalry are a team that always, no matter what the game is or what the score is, they're going to play to the final whistle and try and find a way, um, whether that's by hitting the ball, hitting a player or anything um, that's available. They're going to try and get themselves back in the game, and I think that's what they tried to do again today. Hey, Coach. Congrats on the win. Um, we spoke yesterday briefly about, you know, red cards, importance of that. Just take me back to that moment where Becker gets a sending off. Uh, what comes to your mind at that point? Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting play, right? Because his foot is, uh, is obviously high and uh, there is, is in contact. I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to comment on that. But the one thing is it's, uh, it's not intentional. Uh, right, Becker's not facing uh, that way. Um, Adekube's coming from the back end, so of course it's a foul. I think it's a yellow card. I think it's a little harsh. Especially after that point, the referee had let a lot of things go. Uh, you know, there are some obvious yellow cards that we've seen throughout the season that he wasn't calling. So I thought, okay, this is a game where he's going to allow a little, a few things to go in a, in, a, in a playoff game and not pull out the cards early. So it was a little bit uh, surprising to me to see that red card taken out so, uh, so easily at that point. But uh, like I said before, you just got to get Moving off of it, at that point, you're playing uh, down a man. We have two different structures that we use. Uh, we chose one to, to close out the half. Um, and we probably would have uh, discussed uh, how that would have looked like in the second half. But uh, they've gone and neutralized it with their red card. Yep, and if I'm allowed to follow up. Um, yeah, just uh, take us to the tactical aspect. You know, we saw just a different shape in the first half, I think. And then, you know, things changed a bit in the second half, obviously partially due to red. But, um, you know, just, what was the plan there just to neutralize Cavalry's attack in particular? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Uh, you neutralize Cavalry's attack by just attacking them. Um, because then they rely on a counterattack. They leave Mason up top. It's a little bit different than how some of the other teams in our league sit further back. Um, a lot of the teams will, will bring every player back. Uh, Cavalry keeps Mason up and tries to uh, counter through a, a central player. Last week it was Moosey, and they did a good job. Moosey didn't play in that central axis. So to be honest, I think that made our job a lot easier um, because he wasn't there to quickly um, start their, start their counterattack. Uh, but the best way to defend a, a team's counterattack is to be very attack-minded yourself. Uh, making sure that your players know a goal kick for the opponent is actually a good situation for you. Congrats, Bobby. Uh, great win for, for Hamilton. But now we have to face what's coming up in next week. And how are you already? I imagine you already started focusing on what, what's coming ahead. Uh, how is that strategy going to be against Ottawa, being that we have to play 
Hamilton has to play in, in Ottawa, and there's going to be a, a big rivalry there with, with the fans. Yeah. Uh, so far, I think we've played four games in Ottawa. We haven't lost, so hopefully we can keep that tradition uh, going. Um, the more fans in the stadium, the better, whether they're with you or against you. I think that always provides a, a great uh, environment. Uh, you know, that's something that I've preached into this team. You know, last year we went into Honduras and played in front of 20,000 in, uh, in uh, COVID conditions and so on. And I think that gave our players more energy than actually taking it away. I think players uh, enjoy playing in front of a crowd. So the more, uh, the better coming in Ottawa. And uh, Ottawa, yeah, we'll take our focus uh, to them. And you have uh, kind of two decisions to make. You attack or you sit back and you let them attack. And we'll figure that out during the week. Yeah, Forge, no stranger to these finals. As I mentioned, this league's this is the, the fourth year the CPL's been in existence. And this is the fourth consecutive CPL final for Forge. They've won two out of the three. And now an opportunity for their third title which means the rest of the league will have a lot of catching up to do um, for as long as Forge is Forge and the way they've been able to, to pretty much be one of the more dominant teams um, in the league. And of course, Calvary's been there too, but Calvary though, it has not, the results haven't been there. Still without a title, a lot of questions are going to be swirling around out in Calgary during this off season. Uh, but before we hear from Tommy Wilden Jr., the goal scorer, the man who seems to bring it in big moments again and again and again, David Schwanier, Mr. Big Game Schwanier. Let's go down and hear some of his post-match comments in the press conference. Yeah, when we saw that was a red card, it's uh, not easy. You need to refocus. You need to uh, stay together as a group because if you're about to play uh, 11 against uh, 10 for more than a half, it's not easy, and luckily, not lucky. We we create a second yellow card for Norman, and we got ten ten against ten again, and that was massive for us because we knew ten against ten, ten against ten on a massive field like that. There's gonna be space all over, and we make uh, we make the most of it. Um, speaking of Norman and Escalante as well, neither of them are necessarily natural fullbacks. Um, what do you look for when you're going up against a player like that that maybe isn't quite in you know his usual spot on the field? To exploit my speed against them, find the, the right moment to go in behind and play against their weakness, I guess, uh, and play with my strength. I think when I'm in movement and I make the motion behind and... When the pass is right, I think it's really dangerous, and we try to create a lot of situation like that today. And yeah, it just it just have a forward mentality against them, and the more you go at them, you're gonna create chances at the end of the day, and that's what we did today. And a fourth straight final for for the club. Um, you know what does that mean to you? And obviously, um, you know Bobby said that's the minimum goal for for this team. Yeah. Look, when we start the, the preseason, it's to win everything and to do it, to, to say it, it's one thing, but to do it is another thing. I think four in a row, it's it's pretty, it's massive for the club, to be honest. And and now our head is to to, to win it. Now we're, we're there. It's one game. We're going to go and give all we have and... We've been in situation like that. We've been in finals, so we know what is going to be, and we just embrace that moment again and give everything we have. Thank you, David. Uh, what is it maybe about these big games that seem to just get the best out of you with these goals, top performances? What about those big games? 
I don't know because I try to approach the, the, every game the same. Uh, it doesn't matter. I I play against the last team, the f best team, TFC this year. I, it doesn't matter to me. But I just I don't know. The more people that there's in the crowd, I feel uh, more energy. So need to fill out that stadium, and maybe you're gonna get the best out of me again. So I don't know. I just love the big games. I love the atmosphere. I like the fans. It's just, it's just the, those are the best game for me. And obviously next week you got another huge game. How do you feel your litany of big game experiences is going to help you guys? You head to Ottawa next week. Oh, it's massive. Experiences uh, plays a lot at the end of the day. I think being in three finals already, playing those Champions League games, those you 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 cannot recreate those situations. Like you cannot in training, you cannot train for those games. You you got to live it to really experience it, and then learn from it i think we 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 like i said we've been in a situation like that we're just gonna embrace that moment enjoy it because th those are the best moments in the career and we're gonna we're gonna go and try to win it for sure um just tell me briefly you know half time you come in just after becker gets that red does that play in your mind going to the second half knowing that you just have to be that extra bit of careful knowing the rivalry, rivalry between these two teams yeah, uh, it was 10v10 at, at that point, so we knew the space is going to be there. We knew it's going to be a tough game because it's a big pitch. So 10v10, there's a lot of space, you got to cover ground. Uh, but we were confident because we had, we had a good first half. We created so many chances. We should have been one up uh, before halftime, to be honest, but just making the right uh, the right. I mean, scoring that at the right time, and we did it at the second second half. David loves those moments, and like you said, he's hoping for a full stadium in Ottawa, despite being the away team. Ford's still full of confidence. Listen, they've won two titles. Neither of those have been at home, and no moment seems too big for this team. And David Chouanier, particularly, who I'm sure we'll see in that final in our nation's capital on the weekend. All right, on the other side of things, the club not happy with the result, of course, and um, questions will be swirling around that club who, after another very good regular season, um, I believe, just factoring in regular season, I believe Cavalry is the winningest regular season team in the CPL, just going by total points, but no championships to show for it, and they won't get one this year either. Uh, very it, the juxtaposition of hearing from the Forge players and now heading to the Calvary side. Here's Tommy Wilden Jr., coach for Calvary post-match. I don't think either were red. I've only seen them briefly. I think it ruined the game, to be honest. I, you know, I would like to be sat here talking about the game. And every time in these knockout games, it seems to be about others than the players. And the players, you know, Bobby's got a terrific group of players, very well coached. You know, one of the best teams in this country in the way they play. And we're not far off them, yet we're always talking about these decisions. You know, I'm sure questions will come in about me and my coaching, but what about others on there that have influenced the outcome of this game? And poor Davey Norman now has been sent off twice by the same official. Twice. Look at them. Sickening. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the reaction you would expect from a club to uh, who lost at this match and lost... I mean, again, Forge, the better team, no question there, but 
surely the two cards did play into the result because there was so much room on the on the pitch after two players were sent off but both teams were playing with the same number of men at the end of the day um, and actually Calvary played a man up for several minutes but that's your final 2-1 Forge FC with the win in the second leg of the CPL final after drawing Calvary in the first one to Vichuanier, Wubens, Pasias with the two goals for Forge and they are able to hold off and they are headed again to the CPL final. The game will be played on Sunday in Ottawa and listen, Ottawa is just a car ride a flight a train ride away if you have an opportunity you know how big this moment is and how much forge will love seeing orange out at td place in ottawa and i'm sure we're going to get plenty of forge fans because they have been traveling well this season and you know that'll continue especially because of the big moment forge is about to play in your final one more time 2-1 forge with the win um, keep it locked onto the Forge Audio Network. We're going to have championship coverage leading up to the match. Subscribe wherever you get your Forge content, YouTube, podcast, social media, wherever it is. Turn on your notifications. Make sure you are kept up to date as soon as new content drops. All right. We will talk to you very soon. Celebrate, celebrate, and then, and then re refocus because then we, we have a championship to win. We're all part of this. All right. We'll talk to you soon. on the Forge Audio Network. For the latest on all things Forge FC, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.